the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to Reverend John Aniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. Today's message is on anointing, and Reverend John defines anointing as the presence of the Holy Spirit upon the life of a man that guarantees him the ability to fulfill his destiny. That says it all. The Holy Spirit is the most important person of the Trinity on earth, because he guides and directs us in the right things of God. That is why Jesus Christ in John chapter 14, verse 26 and NIV said, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said. Listen as Reverend John breaks it down further. Last Sunday, and I would want to start again by defining that the anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit upon the life of a man that guarantees him the ability to fulfill his destiny on earth. In heaven, you don't need the anointing. On earth, to be able to do the work of God in the flesh, you need the anointing. And so again, I define it that the anointing is the substance of God's holy presence. The substance of God's holy presence. The power of the presence of God in the life of a man that enables him to fulfill his God-given purpose on earth. And I shared with us last Sunday that that substance of God's presence is the person of the Holy Spirit. I discovered that Christians that their spiritual life take flight are Christians that have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. When you begin to hear the word a matured believer is a believer that has been filled with the Holy Ghost. A believer that has not encountered the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, with the giftings and the fruits of the Spirit, is a believer that will keep hearing and keep acting like a baby. Will still be yearning for the truth. When they talk, it will look like babies trying to explain the word of God. They'll be using physical things to describe spiritual things. Are you listening to me? So the Holy Spirit, believe me, is the single most important person in your life on earth. As you make your way trying to go back to heaven to meet with Jesus. You need him. If you didn't need him, Jesus would not say, it's better that I go. In the book of John 14, he said, it's better that I go and the Holy Spirit will come. And he said, he will teach you all things. Are you listening to me? So the Holy Spirit is the substance of God's presence that would be at work in the life of a man that helps him to fulfill that purpose. So when we talk about the anointing, what makes it anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you say this, this person is anointed, what you are saying is that the Holy Spirit is present in this person. It's not because they've been smeared with oil. Because how can, you, be, you may not be there when the oil landed upon them. That's why I tried to tell the church last Sunday that the anointing is not the oil. The anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you've been, if, after, after you left Sunday, you took a bath. Nobody saw the oil on your face. 
But as the power of God is working with you, or around you, or with you on the job, and people see the great and marvelous things that you are doing, they say you are anointed. Did they see the oil on your head? No, but they see the presence of God. That is why you say this man is anointed. I went as far as saying, and I knew the reason why I, I had, because you know, when you're dealing in a church like this, God will give you wisdom to be able to know the people that you are speaking. And I take my time. The reason why I take my time sometimes to break this fundamental truth is because I've been in events and in places where people begin to drink the oil. People begin to do different things with the oil. They will eat with each food, pour the oil in, pour it upon their bed and their pillow, expecting that oh, that oil is going to, is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's a symbol. It is a sign, yes, that yes, this person is anointed because you have to use it as a medium for the, for the process of anointing. But the power is not in the oil. The power is in the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So you don't forget. So just in case one day I, I want to lay hands on you say, Pastor, where's the oil? It, it, it has to be, it's not the oil. Tell your neighbor it's not the oil. It's the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Now one of the very first things you must know about the Holy Spirit is that there is the evidence of power. What makes a person is to say this man is anointed and this man is not is that there is a clear evidence of power. Without power, you cannot accomplish anything. Without, so one major characteristic of a man that is anointed is that that man is empowered to do the things that natural strength cannot do. That man is empowered. Like you, if you, if you back up in the scripture, if you look at the book of, uh, let's go back and just look at the book of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 22. The Bible was talking about the virgin, the virgin Mary. And the Bible says, and the angel said unto her, and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophets. He said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call what? Him what? Emmanuel, meaning what? God with us. So for a virgin all of a sudden to conceive and do something that virgins cannot do, there has to be an extraordinary power. And that person is the person of what? And Jesus was conceived by what? You see that? So that power to be able to make a virgin conceive, that same power was what quickened Elizabeth, the aunt of uh, Mary, though old, but to conceive after she was declared a barren is the power. That's why you discover that when the scripture says you shall call him Emmanuel, meaning what? God with us. And you, if you know, in the Hebrew text, the, 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 the name Christ or Messiah means what? The anointed one. That, 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 when you say Jesus Christ, it means Jesus the anointed one. Messiah means the anointed one. Anything that carries that power would always produce wonder. That's why in the book of Isaiah we're talking about who have believed our report and to whom has the hand of the Lord been revealed. We're talking about and upon him shall the government of the shoulder, uh, the government of the world laid upon the shoulders. And it shall be what? Called what? Wonderful. You see that? So any man that is anointed, one of the first things that will will be significant about your life is wonder. Because the power of God will produce wonder. 
You may be in a place and things are not happening for other people. But when it comes to you, things will happen. That will make people begin to wonder and say, how come it happens for you? It is the Holy Spirit in you that creates the wonder. There is no doubt that when you step into better, you say, ah, this place, God is in this place. Why? Because the things that happen makes people to wonder. Now, it's not the oil. Because someone would say, if it's the oil, they say, where did you buy it from? It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. I remember the very first day we were still building this place and the person that designed this, uh, how many of you were here? It was near you, right? The person that designed this place, immediately the lady walked through the door. She said, ah, I can feel the presence of God in this place. I can tell that this place has been prayed for. A young Hispanic lady. She, that was the first statement that came out from her mouth. He said, I can feel it. He said, you can know when a place has been prayed for. And believe me, you need to see the amount of times as the minister, we prayed in this place. If I came to a time that when you are driving from work, if I call Obina or call Clem, or call my wife or call my mom, we know where we meet. One person comes in the morning, another person comes in the Even when the door is shut, if I through the anointing, we figured out a way how to open the door. So all of a sudden, you, you, you kind of ask and say, how, how, how come, uh, you know, so you, you, you don't understand that. It's so much of a wonder to me every Sunday when I see people in church. Ask my family. Each time we, do you know what it means sometimes you are preaching to half the people you don't know? You are looking at the people. Half of the people you don't know their first name. It should make you wonder and be afraid. Like, say, God, what are you doing to me? Before I say something else. That is what the anointing does. The anointing will find a way to fool people. Even when they don't want to come. That's what the anointing does. You need the anointing. So that even when people tell you no, when you go back, they tell you yes. Like I said, the scripture calls Jesus the anointed one. If you look at Luke chapter 4 verse 18. When Jesus started his ministry. Look at how he started his ministry in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Look at how he started it. And tell me if this sounds like something you've heard before. You can see that when Jesus started his ministry. He re-echoed exactly. The same prophecy that was given in Isaiah 61. So because you have been anointed last Sunday. And many more anointings are coming upon you. Your life should be able to re-echo what is going on in Luke chapter 4. It should be so, you, and, I, and I'm saying it because many of you will begin to see it. When you see it, don't begin, you know, some people will not be able to pay attention. You just wonder, how come all of a sudden things are making sense now? I'm speaking, things are working. It is the anointing. Now when you understand that you are anointed, even the way you do things, you have to now be careful to make sure that you are in the anointing when you are working. Sometimes, even when you want to do something and the anointing, you cannot feel it. Don't do it because you, it will not work. Ask the ministers when I want to, when I want to take a decision. Sometimes I tell them, hold on. Because there's a time to do stuff. Even the prayer service. Sometimes you want to give something out. If you go and give it when the anointing is not flowing, you give it, they'll look at it, they'll drop it. When the anointing comes, when you give it, you won't even be giving it, they'll come and ask you for it. You need the anointing. So it's very important for us as believers to have the anointing. You are listening to Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. If you would like to partner with us in continuing to bring this message all over the world, write us at 6812 Bandera Road, Suite 126, San Antonio, Texas, 78238, or visit us at our website at BethelCovenantAG.org. Now, continuing on today's message, here is Reverend John and Ian Mackey.
Talking about the anointing, just telling you how valuable it is. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it was talking about the power of the anointing. Like I talked about power. The Bible says, but we have this treasure, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. We have this treasure, which is the anointing, in 80 vessels in us that are humans. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So when God is moving, and this is very important for us to lay this foundation now, through your life, and when the anointing is moving, never ever say it is you. Else it will stop working. You can't say, ah, how come the church grows away? Say, ah, you know there are a couple of things that we do. We do, there are some things that other people are not doing. You have just, you just shut the power down. God is moving in your life. How did you get admission? You say, you know, you, you, there's a way you have to talk to the admission committee that will make them accept you. Are you listening to me? Because you know that the power is not from what? It's not from you. It's from God. And that's what the scripture is saying here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That we have this treasure in 19 verses. That the excellency of the power may be of who? Of God. So when God is doing his work, always give him the glory. Be humble enough to say, God, it is you. Be humble enough to say, God, all glory go to you. It is not me. Because when you do that, you are recognizing the source of the power. And he will continue to give you more. You know something, God, you know, ah, you need to know how God deals with me sometimes. God was trying to tell me, he says, John, I I think I said this thing before, but I'll say it again. He said, you know, there are some reasons why I don't lift people up. I said, God, what do you mean? He said, because each time I lift people up, they always let me down. The moment I exalt a man, I give him power. They think it's their knowledge. And so when they begin to behave, they behave as if they are the ones, not me. He said, and sometimes, that is why I let them crash. And God said, let me explain it to you. He explained it to me this week. I was driving. I almost, I said, ah, you know, don't you enter your car. You are shouting, you make sure that nobody outside is here. This is what the Lord told me. The Lord said, when a man lifts you up, and where God lifts you up, which one is higher? Which one is higher? God, right? Psalm 55. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than what? Your way. So if man lifts you up, and God lifts you up, which one is higher? God. If God doesn't allow you to fall from there to crash, which one is greater? That is why you discover that when a man falls from grace, the crash is always greater. Why am I saying this? If you are not careful with the anointing, the anointing can destroy you. You know, some people like power. But power without self-control. That's why we did self-control first. We destroy you quickly. That's what destroys Samson. That the people he was supposed to deliver his people from were the people that destroyed him. Let's go to the uses, the benefits of the anointing. The benefits. How do I benefit from the anointing? It's good to know the benefits of the anointing so that when you have received the anointing like we did last Sunday. You can know how to, to maximize it. You can know why. You, you know when you know the purpose of something, you will not abuse it. When you know why God anointed you, in the way you live your life, you'll be careful. Are you listening to me? If you know me, I'm a person that I really don't have a lot of patience for, for some things that, if you really, really, like if you know me. Since I became a pastor, and since I know that this oil of God is upon my head. If you do me some things, I walk away. Because I discovered, just listen to this statement. 
Moses was the meekest man on earth. Do you know what made Moses not to enter the promised land? Anger. The thing that he had master over. Do you understand what I just said? A man that is meek, one of the things that is not a problem for him is anger. But the thing that kept him from the promised land was anger. The people he was angry against entered. May you not miss the purpose of God. Is somebody understand what I'm trying to say tonight? Okay. Number one benefit of the anointing. The anointing will consecrate you for a holy use. If you are not useful to God, you are useless. Anything God cannot use, he will take it away. Listen to me. Anything God cannot use is useless. If God cannot use you, you are, in fact, you are, you are done. Some people say, I don't, I don't want to work for God, you know. I don't want to be sleeping in church. It's not about sleeping in church. Are you useful to God? Are you useful? Can God look at you and say, this is my man to save his soul? That's why you need the anointing. Because you cannot be all about yourself. When you are all about yourself, you start dying. Anything God cannot use, write it down, is useless. The question is, can God use you? That's the question. If God can use you, then you need the anointing. If you think you have something that God can use, then you need the anointing. So when God wants to consecrate a man for a special purpose, he anoints that man. Now listen to me. Let me paint this picture for you. Talking about consecration for holy use. First Samuel chapter 9. I've not been able to get over this all day. First Samuel chapter 9, 15 to 16. Verse 16 is where I'm going. This particular verse, I've been trying to get over it. I've not been able to. Just to tell you that when God anoints a man, there is a special assignment. Anybody, for all of us that were here, the over 185 people that were here, over 100, over 180 people that were here last Sunday, that were anointed, everybody that the oil touched their head, there is a special assignment. Now you have, it's, your, it's, it's on you to figure out what the assignment between you and God to figure out what the assignment God has anointed you for, what it is. It's on you. That, 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 that's the responsibility that lies with you. For you to go back to God and say, God, why did this oil touch my head? What's the purpose? The Bible says, if you look at from verse 15, the Bible says, now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. Did you see that? The Lord had revealed this to who? And about this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Anoint him what? Anoint him ruler over my people. You see the purpose? God doesn't just put the anointing to decorate you. The anointing is not vastness. It's not body lotion. Anoint him ruler over my people. This is the assignment. He will deliver them from the hand of who? The Philistines, I have looked on my people for their cry has reached me. Anytime God, somebody's cry has touched God, God will anoint a man. When God wants to solve a problem, he anoints a man. When God wants to meet the need of a person, he will anoint that man. Have you ever seen all of a sudden you were so broke that God sent someone to help you? That's a man that was anointed for you. The anointing has a purpose attached to it. 
There is a mandate attached to the anointing. The anointing is not for decoration. Are you anointed? Oh, yes. That's not the purpose. Are you listening to me? For the anointed, they are on God's errand. When a man is anointed, you are on God's errand. You are on an assignment unto God. Now, once you are anointed, because God has sent you on an errand, God becomes the master orchestrator of your life. Now, let me give you a picture. God knew he was going to call me into ministry. Listen to me. He knew he was going to call me into ministry. I knew that there were lives and souls that were attached to this purpose. His eternal purpose concerning San Antonio. So God made sure that every place where I, 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 I applied for dental school, they said no, except San Antonio. So even when I did not deserve the admission to San Antonio, and I know myself, I told you the testimony, that if they gave me to mark the exam that I used to get into the program, I would tell myself, come next year. But God, because he knew that there was a man that he had anointed for a purpose, God had to make sure that everything worked out well for that purpose. When you are anointed for a purpose, everything in your life begins to take shape. So the easiest way to get your dreams accomplished is the anointing. You want to go places. Just say, God, anoint me for your purpose. You, if I you have reached there, the t- he will give you the tickets. So a man that doesn't want to be used by God will not go anywhere. He will be on one spot. Have you seen people that say, I don't see myself on one spot in life. I don't know what is going on with me. It's because you are not anointed. If you're on an errand, you will go somewhere. If you're not on an errand, you stay somewhere. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? Is somebody, if, if you're on an errand, if someone sends you on an errand, he will give you, take the money for tax. Maybe you say, I just want to see the world. I want to see the world. So you are going on the errand of God. God will pay the transport fare. But if you send yourself, God help you. You will only go as fast as your money will leave you. So I told, I told, I shared it one time when I was preaching in, in a different church. I said, people that don't serve God in any capacity in church, they are playing with fire. The people look at me and say, what do you mean? I said, do you know where you are serving God, you want to go to heaven, right? And you are serving God. The road to go meet God is in the pathway of service. So when you are serving him, it is a clear indication at least you, you are in the right road. Because you are on the pathway of God to go serve him. Where you serve him is where he is. If you don't serve him, it, it will be most likely you may not get to see him. Do, are you understanding my point? Let me explain. Do you want me to explain it or you, you all got it? I know you are not redundant. <laughs> I know you got it. What I'm saying to you, when a man does not serve God, he is likely to miss God. Never forget this. If God cannot use you, you are useless. When a man is anointed, everything, like I said, becomes orchestrated by God. God becomes your life planner. Even to the day you get married, it's orchestrated by God. Because God knew that the purpose of God will be accomplished. He, in fact, I still remember, just thinking about it now. I was telling my wife, this is where we are going. And she already knew that the call of God is going to come. I said, if you think you cannot be a pastor's wife, it's a clear indication that maybe I'm the wrong man. I told her clearly. I said, the call has not come yet, but I know it will come someday. But just in case it comes, anywhere the call takes us, that's where we are going. So, it's so easy for her to know 
if she's ready to go along with the assignment, if she's accepting the assignment, that in itself is telling me that this is the one. So when I set the wedding date, if I, at least I don't have the plan of God. So when I told her, I said, the day that God wants me to get married, I said, even the sky and the rain cannot stop me. Because God will make everything. Does it sound like this scripture where the Bible says, God makes all things work together for good to them that love him and accord what? That's the anointing. Called according to what? Called according to what? A man that is anointed will fulfill his. In the scripture where people are anointed, three major places where the anointing is used. One, for the anointing of prophets. Two, for the anointing of priests. Three, for the anointing of kings. Sometimes, the anointing may happen more than one. Like I said to God's people last Sunday, Someone will say, Pastor, why do you need to anoint us today when we know in two weeks? Reverend Omobu didn't anoint us. Some people may not make it to that service. They may want to. But maybe some, something will take them. So God may not want to delay the blessing. Like I said, God spoke to Samuel. You read it in the scripture. That about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send a man to you for an assignment. What if your assignment is within these two weeks? Never forget this. If God cannot use you, you are useless. Thank you for listening today to Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. You have heard Reverend John teach us on anointing. He gave us his definition of anointing in which he further said that the Holy Spirit is a substance of God's presence that would be at work in a man's life that helps him fulfill that purpose. We must remember that when the anointing is in us and we start doing extraordinary things, We must not give ourselves the credit, but give God the glory, else the Holy Spirit will stop working. Let us give God the glory in all we do, and He will continue to guide and direct us. If you feel this message has blessed you, let us know. Visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org or visit us on one of our social media platforms. Please don't forget that we are building a new sanctuary on 1604 and Braun in San Antonio, Texas. Continue to support us as we complete this sanctuary for God. No amount is too small or too big. We thank and appreciate you for your giving. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.